Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to continue to teach in the series called Praying for Your Offsprings. Praying for Your Offsprings. And I would like to encourage all of you that even though we learn about praying for our offsprings, but at the same time, we all need to praying for ourselves, praying for people who are under us. Some of us may be pastor, and we need to pray for our spiritual children. Some of us take care of young people, young believers. We need to pray for them as well. Basically, we learn how to pray together. We pray for our children, grandchildren, pray for our brothers and sisters, pray for our co-workers. We learn how to pray. And we ourselves learn how to pray for ourselves. Praying is so important. In the last two lessons, I taught about praying for unbroken line of faith. In other words, we pray that our children and our grandchildren will not walk away from God. They all will follow the Lord Jesus Christ from generation to generation. Another lesson I taught last time was about the love of God. We pray that our children and grandchildren and our brother and sister will experience the love of God and also have confidence that God loves them so much. We need to pray for our children and grandchildren on a regular basis and pray for our brother and sister, our church member on a regular basis. Let me read a few scriptures before I continue to talk about how to pray. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting the whole of your care. This is from Amplified Bible. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him. For He cares for you. Affectionately, and cares about you watchfully. God cares for us. Everyone say, God cares for me. We need to be confident that God really loves us and cares for us. He takes care of us. So we don't have to worry about anything. We just give all our concern to Him and ask Him to take care of us. Prayer is so important. We need to learn how to depend on God and ask God to help us in this world. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. In other words, we come to Him, present our request to Him, and we know that He is a gracious God. We don't deserve the answer, but He is so gracious to us that He will answer us and He will help us. He will perform the miracle for us. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we need to really bring all kind of requests to Him and approach Him and depend on His grace in 
any subject, any area of our life. Amen. I plan to operate on a patient this coming Monday, but suddenly I got the email from the hospital that you cannot have elective cases for one month. But this patient is losing the hand function; he could not move his hand. So I pray right away, God, this is not fair for this patient. God, could you please work in the boss at the operating room that he will allow me to operate on this man? I pray. Then I make a phone call, talk to the nurse, and 15 minutes later, the head surgeon say, "You can do it, Doctor Lau. We allow you to do this case on Monday." Praise God! You see, pray, and God answer right away. James chapter five. Verses 14 to 18. I want you to focus on the word prayer here. If anyone among you sick, let him cry and complain, and blame the church, blame God. Is that right? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray. Everyone say pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So pray. Verse 14. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Wow, praying so if powerful to heal and to receive forgiveness and the grace from God. Confess your trespasses to one another. And verse 16, pray, third time, pray for one another that you may be healed. Maybe physical illness, maybe financial problem, maybe family problem. We pray and we see the healing and deliverance and victory. The effective prayer, fourth time in this passage, of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed. Five. Every single verse talk about prayer. And he prayed earnestly that he would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed. Six. Six verses. Pray every verse. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Is prayer important? Should we be pray warrior? Should we present our request to God in every situation? Should we talk to God all the time? When I got on the airplane, I said, God, I need your protection. I'm not going to be sick. Amen? When I came back from Thailand in the end of January, I'm not going to be sick. God protects me. I pray. I ask for God's protection. ask for God's grace upon my life. Amen? So we pray. We bring every subject to God and ask God to help us. Today, we're going to learn another subject of praying for our children, our loved ones, our family members, our church members, our self, people that we love, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And this prayer is in Psalm chapter 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Our safe place, 
the place, the physical place, our safe place, is not just about where we live and what city we are in or what house we are living in. Our safe place is in whom we dwell or whom we live in. Do you live in the Lord, in the presence of the Lord? I love the presence of God. I want to dwell in the presence of God 24-7. And in that shelter, in that refuge, in that fortress, in that shadow, the presence of God, that is the safest place in the whole universe. You can be at any geographical location in the world, but there, in that presence, you are protected and you are saved. In our life, our children, grandchildren, ourselves, we sometimes are facing some difficulties and undesirable situation, and we need to learn how to run in to the wing of God, the shadow of God, and learn how to be protected by Him in His loving presence. We need to have faith that God cares for us so much. He loves us. He will take care of us. He's watching over us. And He provides His wing, His canopy, His shelter, His fortress over us. We need to believe that our God is our protector. All the church leaders, all the mentors of the church, all the parents should learn how to pray for those who are under our care. We should pray for our children and grandchildren on a regular basis. This morning, last night, I and Pastor Da pray together for our church members, not only in Seattle, but all over the world. We pray that all those who are under our care in this world will not be sick, will not be affected by any deadly pestilence or this epidemic spread of disease. We pray for all of them. We pray for our children and grandchildren. We pray for safetyness, pray for the protection of their health, their life, their education, their coming and going, their traveling. We pray for the protection that the harm of the enemy or the trap of the enemy cannot destroy our members and our children and grandchildren. I lift all of you up in prayer every day now. Amen. We pray for divine protection. And the Psalm 91 is the promise of God. So now we're going to look at the scripture together. What should we pray regarding divine protection? Let's look at Psalm 18 verse 2. Psalm 18 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. We need to pray that. Okay, before I go on, first of all, this is what I learned. 
I noticed one thing after I become a pastor for many years. I noticed one thing: the lifestyle and the spirit of the parents really affected the children. When the dad and the mom stay goofy with God, not on fire, and just do whatever they want, they don't care about God. That really affect the children a lot. But when the parents are on fire, Amen. whatever the spirit in the parents, when the parents are generous, the parents love God, trust God, become a prayer warrior, depend on God, and walk with God and serve God. The, their children will love God too. They follow the footstep of their mom or their dad. So yes, we need to pray for our children and grandchildren, and we should pray for our care group members and people under us. But first of all, it starts from you, because if you yourself don't do it, your prayer may mean nothing, because it doesn't come out from your faith; it just come out from tradition. So this Psalm eighteen two say that we need to make decision that our God is our rock, our fortress, our deliverer. Our salvation and our stronghold start from us. That God, I trust you. I depend on you, and we can pray that our children, grandchildren, pray for our church members that they will choose to run to God for safety. Anytime they face situation, they say, "God help me." They don't say, "Internet help me," "Google help me," "Microsoft help me." They don't say that. They say, "God, Jesus, help me. You are my God. You are my rock. You are my fortress." We need to pray that our children will run to God in any situation to be their helper, to be their fortress, to be their salvation, to be their savior. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray together? Amen. Father, help all of us, Lord, to be people. Who run to you, who depend on you, to be our shelter, to be our fortress, to be our refuge, our salvation, our help in the time of dangerous situation, in the time of need, and we pray, Father, for our church members, brothers and sisters, for our children and grandchildren, that. They all will look up to you, trust you, believe in you, and run to you for protection, for help, for grace, for your mighty hand to cover them and help them, Father. We thank you, Lord. We cry out to you that from today on, our children and grandchildren and church members will. Have that relationship with you, the relationship of trust in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's look at another scripture, Psalm five eleven. Psalm five eleven. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. A while ago, when I was worshiping God here with. Brother and sister, I was laughing all the time because I trust God so much that God gonna protect me and this church and the family 
I laugh. We have joy because I trust God. When you trust God, you sing with joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Number two, not only that, we pray that our children and grandchildren and our brother and sister always run toward God. Number two, we should pray that God will provide shelter and protection for each of our children and grandchildren and our church member. God will protect all of people who we love. Amen. He is the protection, and we can rejoice in Him. Should we pray together that God will provide protection on all of us and on all our children and grandchildren? Father, we thank you so much, Lord. We pray and ask you to put your wing upon our brother and sister in the church, their children, their grandchildren, their family, their home, and my children and my grandchildren as well, Father. We pray, Father, that your protection, supernatural shield and canopy will be upon them. You send your angels to be around our loved ones, our church members all over the world, Father, that no harm, no sickness, no bacteria, no virus, no injury can come against them, Father. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I totally believe in God's protection. I listened to a testimony of a lady who is a believer in the northeast of Thailand. A few weeks ago, there was a big storm coming into northeast of Thailand, which is unusual. And big hail, like this big, like a thumb size, dropped into that city. And this is the area that used to be hot. No snow, no hail. This is a big, like a big snow, fell into that city. This is a true story in Thailand. And 400 houses were destroyed. But this lady, who is a Christian in our church, come out to give testimony that. And, and they, in this testimony, there is also the picture of the wind, how wind, the wind so strong that all the chairs fly in the house, like fly in the air, how big the storm is. And she said that my house has no scratch. God put the protection on my house. Amen. In the midst of other hundreds of houses that got destroyed. You think God protection is real? Oh yeah, God protection is real. Supernatural protection. So we should pray that our children, grandchildren, and all of the brother and sister that we love run to God and God shall protect them. Psalm 2, 12. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. In the NIV say, this is New King James. NIV say, blessed are all those who take refuge in him or get his protection. The third prayer, not only that we pray that our children will run to God, not only that God will put the children protection over our children. Number three, we pray that our children and grandchildren and our church members will live in the reverent fear to 
word the Lord, and they all want to please the Son of the Living God. They have relationship with God. Pray that they know God. They know His power. They are confident in His love, His care, His protective power. They pray to God. They have relationship with God. They read the Bible. They walk with God. They are not just coming to church because their parents dragged them to church, but they themselves please the Son of the Living God. Amen. Relationship with God. We need to pray, and you yourself need to have relationship with God as well. You need to walk in obedience, and you have relationship with God, and God will protect you. And that's what I pray all the time for my children. I have three children, and I pray for my grandchildren and a new grandbaby to come. Uh, baby girl is coming in July, so my daughter was so happy that I did not have to go to Thailand in June, so I can stay around when she can deliver the baby, and I can go visit her. Amen. So we pray for our members. And our children and grandchildren to really have relationship with God, know their God. Every time I read First Samuel chapter 17 about the boy David, he was a young boy. He was standing before the giant Philistine giant Goliath, and I was thinking, "Wow, this man! He was able to say like that. He said that I'm gonna kill you." Not by sword and spear, but in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God, the commander of the army of Israel. You're going to be killed today. Wow. When I heard that kind of speaking, that speech from King David, I know one thing. King David, or the boy or the young man David at that time, he really knew his God. Since he was a young man, should our children know God since they're young? But you need to know God too. Amen? I talked to a couple who came to my office in a medical consultation, and I asked them, do you go to church? Yes, I go to church. Why? Why you go to that church? Oh, I just want to bring my children to the Sunday school. When I heard that answer, I think you missed another half. Good half is that you bring your children to the Sunday school so that they know God. That's good half. But another half, they don't say, "I go to church so that I can know God myself." Amen. Actually, they don't care much. They just go sit, and they don't care about what the preaching about. They just want their children to be in the Sunday school, which is wrong. You know, you, your parents, need to know your God too. So that you can impart the spirit of faith into your children. Can you imagine your children, your grandchildren come to church only a couple hours a week? Maybe three hours or four hours max come to care group. Who do they stay with the whole seven days? Who? You. Parents. The way you talk. The way you respond to the situation. They see you. Whether you have relationship with God or not, whether you know your God or not, if you always say, "Oh, I cannot make it. Oh, I'm gonna have a coronavirus. 
are going to be sick. Your children look at you. They say, "Ah, oh, I don't think we have faith in this house." You need to show them that you have faith. You know your God. You are led by the Spirit of God, and then you pray for them that they will know their God as well. You impart that Spirit into them. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we pray that all of us will not just go to church and read the Bible out of tradition, but we all will know you personally. We have a relationship with you. We know you just like King David knows you, just like Paul, Joseph, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Moses, Abraham, Isaac. And Jacob knew you, Lord. We want to have faith. We want to walk by faith. We want to have a strong relationship with you. And Father, we pray that this spirit will be imparted into our church members, people under our care, into our children and grandchildren. That all of them shall seek your face, shall live a life. That is pleasing to your eyes, and depend on you, and take refuge in you, Lord. Trust you. The relationship with God in my family, in our church members' family, will be so strong. The presence of God will be strong in our home. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. As leaders and parents, we should give testimony to our children how God show grace and protection to all of us. The Bible says in Psalm 66 verse 16, "Come and hear all you who fear God." How many people fear God? Do you fear God? Do you want to please God? So if if God says something to you, will you repent right away? Will you say, God, I'm sorry, I'm gonna change? Do you fear God? Okay. You repent quickly. You try to please God. Okay. Come and hear all who fear God, and I will declare what He has done for my souls. It's good to give testimony to share how wonderful God is, how He care for you, how He deliver you and protect you. I know that I can share some. I share with my children. When Tanida was maybe less than one year old, almost one year old, we live in the east part of Thailand, and we plan to go back to Bangkok to visit our family. Pastor Da had to stay behind because she has to work. In the bank as a cashier, but I leave on Friday morning to go to Bangkok, and because Pastor Da gonna drive the car back home to meet us on Friday night, I got on the car of my patients. The driver he is a rich man, so I was sitting in the front with the driver. Tani Da was in the back of the car on the lap of his wife. She was less than one year old, but she was able to stand already, maybe about nine months old, something like that. And my 
Mother-in-law was in another car. There were two cars coming along like this, in order to go to Bangkok. Suddenly, the car in the back stopped, and the car in the front saw that they had to stop too because they had to go together. My mother-in-law ran out of the car and sit next to me, on this side, the passenger door. We went on for half an, another half an hour. Suddenly, a big truck hit my car. Without stop, hit on the driver's on the passenger side. Hit my mother-in-law. I would be the one who should die because I was sitting next to that door. But God knew that I have a a calling to come here to have a church. God saved me. But the most important testimony is this: the whole left side of the car. Okay, in Thailand, the driver is on the right hand. <laughs> okay, on the right hand. So left side is a passenger. That truck hit the left side. The whole side came down like this. The whole side came down. All the glasses shattered. The window of the car shattered everywhere. I have two cuts on my head because all these glasses fly and cut on the head of people, cut on the body. When I woke up from the accident, the first thing I was thinking: How is Tanida? Because she was only nine months old. I thought she might have died. I looked back. She was standing with the head out of the window. The window came down. The glass shattered. Her head out of the window. No scratch. Zero scratch. And she was crying. Ah, ah. The only person in that car that has no cut. No scratch, no trauma was Tanida. Everyone else have suture on the skin, on, on the face, on the head. Everyone get cut by the glass, and my mother-in-law passed away due to the broken chest and bad problem. But God protected, saved my life. So God is a protector for Tanida to come to America to serve the Lord here. Amen. So that is my story. We need to share the story of God's protection. Amen. I believe that some of you have story as well. How God protected you. Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Where does help come from? Come from above. We should train our children to really trust the Lord and seek the help from God in every single situation. Amen? God can perform miracles after miracles after miracles. God can save. God can protect. We need to cry out to the Lord for His help and His protection. Amen? We need to share with our children and grandchildren and people around us that, you know, look up to God. God is your help. Man can do so much. Computer can do so much. Trust God. 
He is your help. Everyone say, He is my help. Everyone say, God is the help of my children. Amen. We need to pray that God will help them. God will protect them. Psalm 36 verse 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Father, I pray, Lord, that brother and sister in our churches around the world will look to you and depend on your help. And they will be under the shadow of your wings. They shall trust you for protection. They will cry out to you and say, Lord, you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my strong tower. You are my deliverer. You shall help me. Help comes from you, Lord. Protection comes from you. O oh Lord, we pray that our faith in this area will grow stronger. We all will trust you and believe that you can do all these things. Lord, we believe, Father, that you shall, Lord, do great things for our children and grandchildren and our brothers and sisters, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Talking about protection, I share with you that during the snow time here, the snow came down in Seattle and the freeway called 520 were full of ice. And my grandchildren and uh, their parents were driving, the, the, the car came down into that freeway. Suddenly the car hit ice and 30 cars hit each other on the freeway. 30 cars were crashed. And that big SUV slid through all the accident, right and left, and went out without a scratch by the hand of the angel. So they could not control the wheel and the tires because it's so slippery, but they're all like, "Wow! How come the car? This is a big truck, big SUV. The big truck just slid like this out of all the crash car around them, without hitting anybody. And at one point, they say that one car come by so close like this, but didn't touch their car. And they came out, and all the grandchildren say." Oh, angel, protect us. Wow, praise God. Is it wonderful that we can experience the protection of the Lord? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All this scripture are encouraging to all of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's pray together. And if you have testimony, please share with us. Father, thank you so much for this teaching, for this sharing time. Build up our faith. We will yield to faith. We surrender to your promises in the Bible. Lord, all this scripture that we read today indicate that you are our protector. You are our fortress. 
You are our stronghold, our shelter, the shadow, the canopy. You are our shield of protection upon our life and upon our children. Father, we thank you so much that you shall protect all of us. You shall protect our church members and our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren to the thousand generations. Put your hand on all of us, Lord Father. Lord, we may make make some mistake. We may end up to be in the wrong place because of our ignorance. But in that place, you send your angel to protect us. But at the same time, Father, we depend on your Holy Spirit to guide us that we will not be at the wrong place at the wrong time, meet the wrong people. You will give us wisdom and you give us warnings in our spirit by your Holy Spirit. You warn us, you tell us what to do, tell us where to go, not to go, who we should talk to, who we should relate to. May your Holy Spirit work in our life just like he did to the apostles and the disciples in the book of Acts, Lord. We need your guidance. We need your warning. We need your help, Lord, in every way. Lord, we pray together for the special protection, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I wonder any one of you have any testimony about God's protection to encourage a brother and sister who are watching live stream right now. Can you come? Okay, Tom. Can he have the microphone? Oh, the microphone is there. Yeah. My testimony here, the Lord convict me that he saved us, even though at the time we, we don't even know the Lord. In the first Corinthians chapter two verse nine, no eye have seen, no ear have heard, or my can imagine that God have planned for you the foundation. I wasn't knowing him at that time, but he saved my life, I believe. Three times that I have a pistol pointed my neck and my chest. I look back I was deserved but he preserved my life. That's why I can be a member of the church. Give praise to him. Those was then. Last month, during the coming home from 180 to the hospital, that traffic is pretty bad, and the rain was coming down. Sometimes the car that I drive is not the same car because I'm in the car business. I drove the car. The heat wasn't really good, so the windshield was foggy. I drove it, and I see the yellow light, and I said, I think I can make it. So I did. But the oncoming car on the other side, the big semi-truck, to make a uh, left turn. <coughs> and the big truck would make left turn at 18-wheeler. Oh, you're going to take, take the road for a few, few seconds. I already passed the yellow light. Two choices. Either I hit him, or he's going to hit me. There's nowhere I can be out because he take over the road. Wow. Somehow, somewhere, 
I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> the foggy windshield and I, I zigzag or something, it came out the other way. I look back and say, Lord, I know it's not because I'm lucky. I know you're helping me, you protect me. Amen. And at that time, I would listen to a praise song and a sermon. God really protect you when you do something that he like. So he supernaturally protect me. So I can stand here to tell you Amen. that God is our protection. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else want to share testimony how God protects you and your family? Okay, David. <laughs> okay. Uh, about two years ago, I was driving to work uh, in my small car at a little coupe, and uh, I was just leaving my house. I was probably about four blocks away from my house, and uh, someone ran a stop sign going maybe 50 miles an hour. Ooh. Totally hit uh, the passenger side of my car. I had a bunch of stuff in the car, and my car flew across the intersection and onto the curb and into uh, one of the neighbor's yards. Um, completely destroyed his fence and everything. And uh, I, I didn't have a scratch on me. I called 911, and it, I think God protected me, sent his angels to protect me because I, I stepped out of the car. Both cars were totaled. I have pictures from the accident. His total front end was, like, trashed, and his airbags went off. My car was totaled. And, uh, and before I could even get off the phone with 911, the ambulance happened to be there, Right away, um, they just happened to be driving by at the same time. They checked me out, and they said, you're good. Everything's good. And then cops showed up and, and drove me home and everything. But um, if you see the photos from the, um, the crash, it looks like I should have been injured for sure. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have to go to the hospital. I didn't get a checkup. No, no pain, no back pain, no neck pain. So uh, my car was completely totaled. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a miracle that, that I got. So, yeah. After David chair, I would like to say one thing as a neurosurgeon, not as a pastor. Every single week, a lawyer, or many lawyers, actually lawyers in town love me. They send patients to me a lot because I'm a very good person to testify in the court about accident. And I want to tell you, I pray for God's protection on the car accident every single day. The reason because all of these patients who came to see me, they in pain. Some of them have what we call post-concussive syndrome. They get hit and lost consciousness, and after that they get dizzy, double vision, and could not go back to work for years. Some of them still dizzy, unsteady, headache, and many of them have back pain, back surgery, neck surgery, broken bone, broken hip. I tell you, car accident is not something you want to get involved with because it can cause so much physical, brain, body, spine problem to the point people lose job, get divorced. Some people, the husband or the wife dumped them because they could not function anymore. They just lost their family. So your testimony really showed that God put the shield over you that you have no scratch and no illness at all because this is unusual. Normally people who get even a little bit of rear-ended car accident, 
got bad injury and have back surgery or brain surgery or something bad happened to them. So I can testify that this is very supernatural. Yeah. Okay, Cindy. Yeah, I've always made jokes about having big guardian angels because things happen to me that don't happen to other people. But I lived in Washington D.C. and I, in, the traffic here is nothing. I mean, the Beltway is just insane. <laughs> and I was coming back from a uh, we'd had our care group across town, the other side of town. And I had to come across the Beltway, and I was on the far side. And this guy flashed his high beams at me, and I and it blinded me. And when I looked up, I was headed towards a brick wall. So I yanked my steering wheel. Not a good thing to do. And I literally slid across four lanes of traffic. I was sliding this way. And my worship music was going. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to see you because I got headlights coming straight at me. And when I finally stopped, I had slid all the way across four lanes of traffic. And the guy on the far side, he just barely tapped me. But there was 11 cars. I heard the crashing. And literally, I'm sitting in the middle, and there's 11 cars crashed all the way around me, and I'm sitting right in the middle of it. Nobody touched my car. <laughs> and the the funnier part was the next day, everybody in our care group was like, "Yeah, did you get caught in that big pileup and, and all the traffic jam?" And I was like, "Yeah, I caused it, but I have big guardian angels." <laughs> Praise God! Wonderful. Yeah, we should. Bring our request to God on a regular basis, and one of the things we should pray is about protection. Every morning you wake up and you say, "God is my protector." Amen. Not just only about car accident, protect us from infection, virus, flu, protect us from bad people who want to cheat us, who want to steal from us, robbers, protect us from any. Calamity from anything. We need to pray every day. When we read all this scripture a while ago, you can see that so many scripture talk about God's help, God's protection, crying out to God and ask God to help us in this sinful and corrupted world that's full of demons and evil people and bad situation around us. So I heard that there was a flood at Pyramid. Have you heard that? There's a flood in pyramid area. The calamity come into the world more and more now. Locusts came into Africa. This world is so full of pestilence and problems. We need to pray for protection, not fear. Don't pray by fear. Pray by faith. We need to pray for our children by faith. We need to stand in faith. Don't be fearful. Our God is a big God. He can protect us. That's why God asked me to pray a while ago that He can knock down Goliath, He can split the Red Sea, He can do all these things. Why we have to be afraid? We don't need to be afraid, but we need to pray, present our request to Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Or oh, two more person want to share something? Okay. Um, I'm Terry, and I just wanted to uh, share with you. Speak louder. Back in Minnesota, when I was younger, I was driving in my car and. There was a problem with my hazard lights, and so I had taken it into the shop. And I had to take my daughter, Stephanie, who was three days old at the time, for her PKU test. And my son, Jeremiah, was 15 months old. On the way home, I was coming around this curve, and there was a car coming at me. And all of a sudden, there was a big clunk. And the steering wheel 
came off in my hands. And oh. I couldn't steer the car at all. There was a steep ditch and an embankment ahead of me. Um, I was going 55 miles an hour. And at that moment, I said, God, it's yours, because I just had no control. And God lifted my car, set it in the ditch. The, it bent the frame, the force of the, of the impact bent the frame of the car. But I and my children were fine. And I, I just wanted to say that I wasn't particularly walking closely with God at the time. I knew him, and on and off I would pray to him. But it was my mother. My mother faithfully prayed for us as her children. And so I just want to encourage moms to pray for your children, for their protection, because God hears and he moves as we do. So, you know, cover your children every day Amen. with prayer. And God will is faithful. God is Amen. always faithful. Amen. Wow. I like it. Your mom prayed for you. Wow. So good. The prayer of the mom, very powerful. Amen. Last one, and then we close. Several years ago, I was um, driving home from work in really busy rush hour traffic, and the truck that I was driving just suddenly, it just stopped running. And, wow. and I, I was in the, in the lane that wasn't on the, the edge where I could just pull over somehow. And so I, I'm stuck in rush hour traffic, not on the, the end lane to get over somehow, and I'm just freaking out. Because I didn't know what to do. And I just said, Lord, help me. And suddenly, uh, this man who was behind me came up and knocked on my window. And here's this man dressed in like army fatigues with an army hat and and looks like he's a commando of something, you know. <laughs> and, and he's... He, he just suddenly, don't worry, ma'am, we'll get you out of this, you know. And he just started directing traffic oh. and stopping everything and got some guys to push my heavy truck over, you know, through another lane of traffic and over to the side. Oh. And then, you know, I have no clue who he was. Oh. In my mind, I've off, my spirit, I've often wondered, Lord, was that an angel that you sent to... Rescue me? Uh, maybe I'll see him in heaven, you know? Uh, I don't know who that was, but I'm just saying that God knows how, God's got his eye on his people, and he knows how to send us help at the right time, right when we need it, and put people in the right place to help us when we don't have any way to help ourselves. Amen. So the Lord's oh. good. <laughs> Lord, good. Wow. <clears throat> Your testimony reminds me of uh, approaching the throne of grace. He is gracious in a time of need, in a time that we cannot help ourselves. He is gracious to send angels, to send people, to perform powerful things to protect us and to get us out, to deliver us out of the calamity and problem. Is God good? Yes, yes. Let's thank God together. How about Mary Jo, can you pray to thank God for all of us and people in the live stream as well? Just pray to thank God.
for His grace and His protection. Father God, thank you, Lord. Father God, we're so encouraged, Father God, first of all, of hearing, Lord, how your mighty hand has been upon your people. Lord, even before, Father God, they've known you. Oh God, you knew them. You tell us in your word that even before we're in our mother's womb, you knew the plans and the thoughts and the purposes that you had for us. And God, you are faithful, Father God, to accomplish, Lord, what you have for us. And Lord, thank you that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the finished work of the cross, and the word of the testimony. And Father, I thank you for each and every testimony of my brother and sister. I thank you, Lord, that it's encouraged us. It's encouraged our faith. It's strengthened us. And I thank you, O Lord, O God, that you are still on the throne, that you are still orchestrating, you still are conducting, that you are still going before us, Lord. (laughs) Father God, that you're mighty, arm, your outstretched arm is upon us, O oh God, that you are protecting us, that you are working things in the spiritual realm, O oh God, for your purposes and for our protection. And Father, I thank you and believe, O oh God, that you in the midst of everything that's going on, yes. you are working. You yes. have a plan. Lord, even though we may not understand, Lord, yes. Father, you are for us. You are not against us. And mm. Lord, I pray that, God, we draw close to you mm. as we never have before. <laughs> oh, Lord, we'd use this time, Lord, you, to Lord. come, to sit at your feet, to read you, your Lord. word, to know you more, to understand your ways more. For, Lord, you are good. And, Father, I believe you're going to bring good things from this. What the enemy meant for evil, oh God, you will turn it to good. And Jesus, you called your people to be the light. And Lord, that we are the light in darkness. And Father, there's a message that you want to speak. Yes, Lord. Through us, Lord. Through this church, through the churches around the world, through the people that are watching, oh God. And Lord, I believe that even this week, Lord, you are going to use the people, oh God, that keep their eyes on you, that are watching even now. You are going to open up doors, and you're going to give an opportunity to share of the goodness of God. Lord, thank you that you're drawing people by your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are doing a work that no man can do. And Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, when we think of your goodness, your power, Lord, your protection, Lord, your love, your goodness, your mercy, oh God. Lord, may we forever follow you, walk in your ways, walk in your plan, and know that, oh God, you've always got a purpose. Father, we cooperate with your spirit. We surrender, not our ways, not our plans, but yours. And Father, we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless all of you. And I will see you again next Sunday. And those who are at home, God bless you. And may the presence of God, the canopy of God be upon all of you, your children, your family. And thank you for watching this live stream. And we love you. We miss you. Actually, Pastor Dan and I, we say that, we were both saying, wow, we will not see a lot of people lately because of this situation. Therefore, we miss you so much. God bless you. Thank you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.